Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Master Ben, and welcome to another episode of Wrestle Now. Yeah, that show that gives you all things wrestling, including WWE, NXT, AW, Impact, and more. And right now, this is rumor. This is reviews now. Right now, I'm going to review this past WWE Raw. Give you all, give you everything that happened. Brief summary of it. And my thoughts on it. Sit back, relax, and let me give you the scoop. <clears throat> okay, show first of all opens with a recap of Brock Lesnar winning the title last week at day one. And Bobby Lashley winning the fatal four way to become the number one contender. And Brock Lesnar makes entrance. Followed by Paul Heyman as usual. And we see Bobby Lashley and MVP hanging out backstage. When Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin come up. Cedric talks about how they can help. But then Bob says he walks alone. And he told them before that the her business is true. Which is actually quite confusing. Considering the fact that like. When the hurt business reunited. They were, they were all smiles and stuff at the time. Like. Like Bobby was happy, so he saw just change his mind. It's weird, and the reason making sense with this. Okay, back in the ring, Paul gives Brock his usual entrance, and Lesnar says hello. Well, before he, well, before he could continue, uh, Lashley and MVP enter. Walk straight up to the ring in all that fashion and style, but we're actually, actually looking real good. And MVP gives his man gives Bobby Lashley an, another big intro. So it's like intro versus intro at this point. So Bob talks Lesnar up once while to another and says it's an honor to share the ring. And look in the eye and tell him with all due respect that for 20 years he's been ducking him and running from him. Rock says he didn't have a clue who Bob was until they met at day one. And it's his fault that he didn't climb the ladder fast enough with all due respect. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like how this uh, exchange goes. He marks largely for dressing up fancy. And Bob says after he wins the Royal Rumble, he'll be front row for Brock's comedy act because he is hilarious, he is funny, and he's money. <laughs> yeah, Lesnar says he's funny and he's money. And tells a knock knock joke with Paul Heyman, which goes, Knock knock, who's there? Bobby. Bobby who? Exactly. Which I found really hilarious, God. That was good, that was good, that was good. I think, yeah, Brock Lesnar should be on the mic more. Lord, it's like, why the hell has Paul Heyman been talking for him all those years? That's honestly what it felt like. Yeah, anyway, Brock Lesnar says it's impossible to be Brock Lesnar and even harder to be Brock Lesnar when you're a Brock Lesnar wannabe. And then leaves. Leaves. Next thing that happens for my Hurt Business members, Shelton, uh, Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander, job largely, but he might just fight them off. Yeah, he gives them a hell of a beat and like literally destroys them. And pulls both of them through the post. I'll just wait till after I'm done here. Okay, we get a recap of Otis beating Matt Riddle last week. Well, of rather, <laughs> I just call as it is Alpha Cam beating RK Bro last week. Because what was the tag team? But like, I don't know people like focus on fire. Otis beats Riddle, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Okay, bro, uh, I'm backstage, you know, doing the usual. Well, actually, Riddle looks like his man, Tatum, and Alton asks what he's doing. 
Eric says he's trying to ascend a higher plane of enlightenment. Oh, this goes to show he's actually trying for this team. And Randy tells him that this is his free time and they lost Poseidon tag all to him. And tonight the stakes are higher because the titles are on the line. So he writes tag in Randy on Riddle's left and right um, and just in case Riddle forgets what to do when in the middle of the match. Now ultimately using one more chance to say something. I might talk about how about uh, how they should go for cheese cheese sticks after the show. Good that uh, Alton so used to read this like alright, say something dumb and get over with. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we go out to commercial, we come back and it's Alpha Academy, which is Chad Gable and Otis versus RK Bro, Matt Riddle and Randy Alton for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. It was a real okay match, yeah, great and um, pretty good. Not all that awesome, but yeah, I think you guys should definitely check it out. I mean, at the beginning, it was mostly uh, Riddle in the ring, then trying to make sure Riddle doesn't tag in Alton because here yeah, in Alton's the, the real threat here. Yeah. But yeah, and then all the match is pretty significant. Cause like yeah, Austin looks like he was about to hit the RKO on Chad Gable. Then Otis tries to run interference. Then Riddle tries to stop Otis from running interference. Otis takes Riddle out. RKO blocked. Blind tag. Then um, Otis has his way around the Austin with the world's strongest slam. So yeah, your new Raw Tag Team Champions, Alpha Academy. I mean, it's really okay match. I think you guys should check it out. Okay, okay, promo of Buddha me earlier about how he's shown the world what he's capable of at the last Royal Rumble. And now, and now he's got a taste of it. He's entering the Royal Rumble to win the, to win the big one. Yes, have anyone ever been United States champion and won the Royal Rumble? No, no one has. Had, I know an Intercontinental champion like Watson was still holding Intercontinental title, but never won the Royal Rumble. Has that happened with the United States title? Yeah, never know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, Damian Priest is hanging out with the Street Profits backstage. Damien Sim is every man for the Survivor Rumble, but he's glad that they all have each other's backs tonight. Street Profits, of course, for good reason, ask what side they're getting. He will stay out of the way if it's Damien again, but yeah, he says it doesn't matter because they're going to win either way. And we go to break. We come back, and Bianca gets a problem where she says she's going to win the Royal Rumble and main event WrestleMania again. Which is weird because I mean, she does have the chance to be number one contender for the Raw Women's title, so would that exclude her from the Royal Rumble? I mean, normally, although this rule has been broken before, normally, when someone has the chance for a world title or for a women's title at the Royal Rumble pay per view, they are not included in the Royal Rumble match. But a few people like Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch have broken this rule. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, anyway, I'm not going to try to make sense of this. Our next match, Apollo Crews and Dirty Dogs, which are Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, versus Damian Priest and the Street Profits, Andrew Dawkins and Montez Ford. A great match, a great match, really good looking match right here. Um... As far as six man tag team matches go, it was okay. Everyone was showing themselves, doing uh, doing things very typical of them. Yeah, it was it was great. Although it looks like at a point in time, Emir Priest and uh, Commander Aziz 
about to throw down, but um, it didn't happen. But yeah, Apollo Cruz and Dirty Dog went, and the Dirty Dirty Dogs went. Yeah, good match. Check it out. Okay, a reminder of um, Brock Lesnar's appearance on SmackDown last week. El Severance being the likely number one contender to the Universal Championship. Steroids makes his entrance and go to break. Back from break, we get a recap of everything happened in the beginning. Yes, Steroids, you know, walking to the ring like weird and that laugh, that the way he closes his eyes. He's so. There are moments now that he's turned baby faced, but he is so heelish with that laugh. Like, that is the heel, one of the heelish, most heelish laughs in the history of WWE. I don't need to hear every year. First last laughter ever to be sure of this. I am sure of this. Like most heelish. Honestly, sounds even more heelish than the feed fiend's laughter. Like Damn, so like sometimes I worry about it. Anyway, several gets on the mic. Says he's in a good news good mood tonight because of the Royal Rumble is on the horizon. And you might be wondering why is he so excited? Still got so Bob Lashley and Brock Lesnar, two of them who together they have the brain power of a teaspoon. They're <laughs> going to hit each other until one of them falls down. No, it's not because of the Royal Rumble, although that's exciting. But it's because of his title shot against Roman Reigns. He tells Lozon and says how few things in life are certain. Death. Taxes and Seth Rollins beats Roman Reigns every time. Uh, for those of you who may not be aware, um, anyway, yeah, that is pretty true. That is certain we are going down one day. Taxes, I think we are rich enough, you can avoid them. I guess Seth Rollins has beaten Roman Reigns multiple times. Talk about his iconic cash in at uh, WrestleMania. Yes, the first person ever to cash in at cash in his money back briefcase at WrestleMania. Then we also look at his one on one match for the with Roman Reigns for the world title at Money in the Bank, which the Nambros cashed in on Serrano's. And became world cha- champion at the time, which is also the night all three members of the Shield were world champions. <laughs> it's kind of funny when you think about it, yeah. And then there was also one other match of little significance, which was a draft determination match. Severance also won that, so yeah, literally every single time, Severance beats Roman Reigns. That'll be your fun fact of the day. Biggie enters the self of Severalins. And then when said asks why he says he's his favorite of all his challenges at the Royal Rumble and he put a saw buck down on him. What in heaven's name is a saw buck? I t- honestly thought he wanted to say Starbucks, but like I'm hearing he actually says Starbucks. Hmm. It was a mistake. Is it, does he trying to say Starbucks? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not even gonna try. Anyway, Biggie announces he's entering the World Rumble, and of course, all the things he could fantasize top of that list is winning the title of WrestleMania and beating Rollins for it. Rollins says he's happy for him and will be happy to bet on him as well, but he doesn't stand a chance against him. He says they should think test that te- he was thinking about testing that theory tonight. Said that first begs off. Biggie challenges him to have the match right now. Rollins was like, "You guys want this to happen right now?" And the crowd's like, "Yes, of course." The crowd say yes, so they do it. Very baby face of him. I don't know. This rumor that he might be turning baby face. Honestly, I'm not sure. Kind of confusing. And maybe he's be turning baby face. I think like we'll see more as time goes on. I get I me. Mean, yeah, baby face versus heel. 
is the best kind of rivalry you can get. It's better than babyface versus babyface and heel versus heel. Honest truth, that grabs more attention. Although, yeah, personally, I can't have half the time prefer heel versus heel. Samurajo versus Brock Lesnar, best feud I've ever seen. Biggie versus Serons. Real good, real good, real good matchup. Like, you should watch it. Serons wins with a blackout. You guys should watch it. It was a really good match. Both men carry their own here. <coughs> and then we'll give you a recap of the announced entrance into the Women's Royal Rumble. I'm still shocked that Nikki James. From Impact Wrestling is entering. I mean, God. Hmm. I mean, we never thought WWE would enter the Forbidden Door the time that, like, go through the Forbidden Door since the day that World Race was invented. I mean, they have done similar to it in the past, from what I'm hearing them. It was the legit time they had a contract with Triple um, A from Mexico, yeah. Like, there was time they legit did that. And then they are, and I do believe they do have a sort of relationship with Empire Wrestling because you guys can remember Raw 25 when Rob Van Damme was there, even though at the time being he was an Impact Wrestler. And with Flair appeared for a Hall of Fame ceremony, even though at the time he was an Impact Wrestler or manager, did he even wrestling Impact? I don't know. Also, yes, I heard there was a time WWE allowed Christian, while Christian was still a WWE superstar, to make an impact appearance. I don't know about that last one, but I'll check it out later. So, yeah, they kind of have a, a calm relationship, and I like it. I kind of like the Forbidden No, I love crossovers. I'm a sucker for crossovers. I like two things, they somehow intertwine. Who doesn't like that? Anyway, Super Brutality announced the entrance, make the entrance and also break. And the entrance is so cute, even though gave me a lot of hope for the team. And someone like this made very good, it posted out very good drawings of both Nikki, SH, Henry, and Ripley, your poses, and like, it was good. They were like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna make what I'm about to make it as I say, be sad. Super brutality. I interviewed back. Uh, interviewed in the ring. <coughs> uh, sorry. And we have an announcement. NKSH says they're going to challenge Carmella and Selena Vega for a rematch. What else are they literally going to do? And we Rhea gets in here and says that's not what they talked about. Nikki cuts her off and says everything's fine. But Rhea says she doesn't want to talk about this out here. ASH says she wants to talk right now. ASH, can we just call her Nikki Ash? Can we just call her Ash? Yeah, yeah, we'll still be Ash. Anyway, she could. ASH says she wants to talk right now. And claims that once they get the tag titles back, everything will be okay. Ripley fends off attempts to claim that she thinks she's better than Nikki. And Nikki's not having any claims that she was the one doing real favor by sticking together. <coughs> and that's all for debate. <laughs> Ripley says she never said she was better in the ring. And ASH says that she was uh, that she was thinking it. Honestly, avoid this kind of people. Oh, you think you're better than me? I never said that. No, but you think it. Those are the most insecure category of people in the world. Avoid them. Rhea gets hot and offers a hand to shake, saying his goodbye for now. Nikki says fine. She doesn't want to be a teammate anymore. But she can't shake her and on her hand until Rhea looks her in the eye and tells her she still believes in her. 
Yes, uh, she always believed in her and always will. And with her against her, she'll never stop believing in her. I really hope that they can be friends. Nikki asks if she means it, then Rhea hugs her close. Ash poses on the rose. Rhea offers a fist bump after, and Nikki attacks her and beats her down. I guess just where I'm just saying all this in flow, like it makes com- complete sense. Yeah, Nikki, Ash beats Rhea Ripley down. She leaves the ring and says superheroes, almost superheroes, don't need any friends. She walks tall on the ramp. Well, almost superheroes. I don't know. Which other almost superhero can we talk to to confirm this? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Looks like um, the attack team is done. Is dead. And so, what other women team is there in the main roster like? In all honesty, like at the point in time years ago, I felt like the women tag team titles should go to NXT. I strongly wanted that to happen. Next thing I know, NXT got to women, their own women's tag team titles. Personally, I say not that it's perfect, not that it's perfect, but the NXT. Women's women's tag team division is way stronger than one on the main roster. Like, I ask Camilla and Selena Vega, who else is there? The only other closest team to tend to a team in the main roster is uh, maybe Naomi and Zaya Lee. I'm guessing. I know. I'm assuming Zaya Lee is going to do more of that authority fighting team beside Naomi. That's what I'm imagining. I don't know. Anyway, um, maybe Sonya Deville, Natalia, Shayna Baszler could. But honestly, like, Iconics released. But they were split up before they were released. Like, there's literally nobody, really. Uh, anyway, backstage Reggie brings the inner Brooke cheesesteaks before realizes someone's something feels off. His spider senses are tingling apparently. Tries to walk her out and Arthur chases them, watches her dressed up like a backstage girl or something, I don't know. And Tozawa like jumps out of a trash can. Richard actually threw their sandwiches at them. They have terrible aims because he obviously went over them and hit and they and the sandwiches hit Tamina. Who destroys the Tozawa and chases off our truth? Reggie legit runs straight straight into Romans almost and almost holds him against the brick wall. And uh, Dana Brooke here comes over and yells at almost to put him down. Almost while holding Reggie as high as up as high as possible against the wall. Tells him to watch tonight because what he'll do next week will be even worse. Almost makes his entrance. And um, we go to break. Back from break, Lucha calls the usual call promo. Since you want to be overlooked tonight, you know, blah blah blah. And then we get Omos versus. Oh, the dude actually has a name, Nick Sanders. He actually has a name. Hmm. Well then, dude is not actually developmental, he is. Uh, He's an independent wrestler. Yeah, works on independent scene. <coughs> As Leo Sparrow, apparently. Yeah. So anyway, it was a squash match. <laughs> yeah, it was a squash match. Like, uh, there, there's no two ways about it. It was a squash match. With uh, Reggie and Nana looking on. I'm assuming they're having a ma- match next week, so 
Good luck, Reggie. And we will go to commercial. We come back and we are on the cutting edge with edge. Edge introduces his guests for today's episode of the cutting edge in this most sexy way possible. Size that can crack open a coconut. He's talking about his wife, Beth Phoenix, so those of you who may be confused. Edge talks about them getting married, having kids, but day one was the first time ever the Falcon got to see them interact in a match. Which yeah, I think is true. And they're going to do some damage together. He points out that they have one more titles the annual covering WWE. Including the Miss and Maurice, and they're the only couple in the Hall of Fame. And he shows a video of um, Beth Phoenix's career as a full-time wrestler. Real impressive, honestly. Very impressive. I didn't. I watched WWE in the middle of Beth Phoenix's career, but like I saw from beginnings, I wasn't fully aware of her accomplishments. And she is very impressive. Yeah. Eliminating the great Kali in Royal Rumble with a kiss. Come on, who does that? Phoenix is blown away by video and suggests that Flattery is going to take him everywhere tonight. And we lead to an excellent night in the bedroom. Edge? Is looking very edge is looking hot. No, he looks like he's in heat. And Phoenix has to say, Down boy, okay. He will talk in front of international television. In the words of our truth, I don't even know if that's PG. I mean, come on, that's, that's definitely not PG. I mean, first, we'll be covering the ears of your kids at that point. Anyway, she's here to talk business and says that video is just a sampling of what she can do. At Royal Rumble, she will shut Miss and Maurice up. Speaking of Miss and Maurice, here comes Miss and Maurice. Miss who says, Hello, Philadelphia. <laughs> okay, God, that was Nemo. That was legit funny. I love the Miss. You gotta love the Miss. Yeah, he says a lot of other terrible things about Philadelphia and like all that. <laughs> and then gets back to Edge, questioning his masculinity. And then Maurice gets her own, you know, hype reel, highlighting her entire career. And Miss sings her praises. Edge says that Maurice is a former champion, but still about to prove everyone wrong. And he meant. Beth will respect her, but his wife can deadlift a damn book. And if he has wrestler, he have the same look on his face as she does. But yeah, Maurice at this point does look nervous. Beth says she's going to break Maurice at the Royal Rumble, and everyone is going to have to say au revoir. Marie speaks French in case you don't even get that. So Miss uh, tries to get Marie to talk about how she's going to destroy Beth Phoenix, saying all the things she's going to do with Beth Phoenix, but as she, he is talking, Marie runs away and leaves him alone. Takes him a while to actually realize that he's alone. Beth says if Marie is too afraid to show up, she'll take great pleasure in knocking Miss's teeth in. Admit, Maurice looks straight up terrified. Like, I'm not sure if I feel like I'm actually beginning to be scared that she'll run away in the middle of the match. Cause Beth Phoenix is tough, I agree, but God, Miz has gone against tougher people, but he has done a greater job of hiding his fear. 
Marie's not doing that much. Okay. Henry Austin series interview backstage. He says he has the chance to impress Mr. McMahon again. And he personally reminds him that AJ Styles isn't to be taken lightly. Lightly. He's gonna beat him, and this will have no doubt but to continue to invest in Ace in Austin Theory. And actually, this man gave him many words of advice. Austin says, This told him not to screw this up. Which sounds like the most words of advice you can ever get from this big man, to be honest. Anyway, AJ Styles makes his entrance sales break. From break is AJ Styles versus Austin Theory. And it was a pretty good match, but I see you can miss it because the point of the match isn't even the winner. Like, whoever wins the match, there was literally no point. Point of the match was to further the feud between AJ Styles and Grayson Waller. Who comes? Pull AJ Styles out of the ring him out okay not out out but yeah not beat him down match they got they call for a bell they didn't say it but i assume aj styles wins by um disqualification but it's kind of a weird thing WWE has the tends to do because i mean even though i mean i get that yeah the point is not whoever wins the match. Like, there's literally no point in them winning the match. But like, still, AJ Styles won. Call it as it is. That is the rule. Anyway, as in theory goes out and sneaks a selfie over AJ Styles' fallen body. Star recovers and chases Grayson off. Grayson is interviewed and he says, "But not TV was underhanded, and he was just giving AJ Styles a taste of what's going to come tomorrow night on NXT. Uh, not tomorrow, right now at the time, yesterday, but hell, <laughs> sorry I'm posting this late." <laughs> Live is live, so he's live Morgan's turn to give a promo. She says the usual. And she's never going to start giving everything she has. And she's going to win the Royal Rumble, which is also kind of confusing because if she wins this, she'll get a match at the Royal Rumble, which means she might not be in the Royal Rumble. But hell. Anyway, we go to commercial, we come back, we get a video of Alexa Bliss stopping motion balls in a doctor of in a doctor's office with her telekinesis. <clears throat> so yeah, totally forgot that to say Alexa Bliss was coming back. <laughs> Alexa Bliss is back. The doctor introduces himself, totally forgot what his name was. And Lee's had through some read, some reading exercises. So that's the first step in solving problems admitting you have a problem. And she admits she has a problem and asks to be fixed. And he says he's going to test her baseline reaction to some things. I shows her a video clip of Charlotte Flair destroying Lily. She says that makes her feel thirsty. Starts pouring some water in a, in a glass. Empties the pitcher. Starts spilling it all over the floor. She grabs the doctor by its eye, asks how he feels. Says it's not great. She says that's a shame because she's pretty dandy. She starts smashing things in the office. She does destroying things in a way that reminds me of a Taylor Swift video. I legit, I thought of Taylor Swift video seeing that. Uh, Lang space in particular, yes. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> it's kind of weird that's what we have associated with. Anyway, the 
Dr. Lee's. She keeps smashing stuff. And she screams. So she's keeping that heel that uh, fiend light character. I'm guessing Lily is dead for good. Maybe Lily will come back. I don't know. Anyway, Becky Lynch is in the ring. Gets on the mic. Says how three women in back about to come out for a big trip to a match. She runs down her opinion of all three of them. The market doesn't know when to back down. Younger's undeniable, but was also uh, just as undeniable as how fast she beat her. And Doodrop is a fellow Celt she respects. Who knew that Doodrop was a Celt? I always thought she was British. Because she was in NXT UK. It's true, NXT UK does have a lot of national variety compared to the other WWE brands. Huh, I'm forgetting that. I only watched a few um, episodes of NXT UK. Can't believe I forgot that part. No way, Becky Lynch joins the commentary. Huh? Joins the commentary. Yanka Belair versus Ludra versus Lynn Morgan to be the number one contender for the Royal Women's Championship. And was a great match. Yes, really good match. Wait, was this the only women's match? Yeah, that doesn't feel right. Anyway, good match. Good match. Wait, the women attacking champions didn't even show up. Oh. Anyway, good match. It was a really good match. And do drop one. As I can predict it. Yeah. <laughs> Beckylins tried to attack her, but like Doodrop is way too heavy and shot her off. That's the whole show. And now my thoughts on everything. And and all honesty, Raw is a bit I know. It had its ups and its downs. Okay, the exchange between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Gold. <laughs> it was gold. A golden promo that was. No argument. Who dares argue? That was gold. But the only thing I don't like about it was the breakup of the Hurts business, which was lame. You know, when the Hurts business dro- broke up the first time, I mean, question how they broke up. Honestly, that's a legitimately good reason. Well, not a legitimately good reason, but it was a good way to break up. As far as the heel team goes, you, I can't be associated with failures. You guys are holding me back, that kind of stuff. It was a good way. But we didn't like the fact that they broke up because they were killing it. Then, like, I was happy when it was when it's called they were back together. Then WWE wasn't even remotely trying to use them well. It sucked. It was terrible the way they were being used. But like right now, like now they're being broken up again, and the most luck lost the way possible. It didn't do much. It didn't help anyone. That was the only problem with this program. I'm not even going to try and fight for the whole business to be back again. Like, no. They should stay broken up. I hope Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander find good storylines or whatever. Cause, but they shouldn't come back again. WWE is only going to make them even worse than before. I don't know. It, was, it wasn't good. Now. And the other, now. Alpha Academy. Because it's RK bro. The match on his own, great. The fact that Alpha Academy won, great. Ah. Seeing is a lot of people predict that RK bro is going to split. And I predict he's going to split soon after the title is taken off them. The title is taken off, so my prediction is they will slowly start to fade away. 
But out of all the teams on Raw, God knows the answer a lot. I'm glad I met Alpha Academy where they wants to knock our cable off. It makes sense, yeah. And they work hard and Chad Cable is a tag team title. <laughs> he is something else entirely, I know. Like literally every time he joins a team they win tag team titles. Except when he was with um, Shelton Benjamin. Which is unfortunate really. But anyway, yeah, like Alpha Kami, congratulations. I love it and I hope their title reign is fantastic and historic. How is Otis going to wear that belt? And I think about this. Definitely gonna be over the shoulder because I can't imagine him wearing that around the waist. How will Archibro break up exactly? It looks like Randy Orton will play blame Riddle. Although personally I feel Riddle isn't to blame. Otis was about to do something. Was definitely going he looked like he was going to pull Orton or Gable out of the mat. And Riddle came in to stop that. Otis simply overpowered Riddle. So yeah, you can't blame Riddle for this. And Randy Orton might do so cause that's what he was do. Personally, I feel I feel personally even throughout this whole RK Bro stuff, Randy Orton still feels like a heel. I mean RK Bro as a team feels babyface, at least babyface-ish. Randy Orton the individual still feels like a heel. It hasn't changed. promo from the young piece was there not to talk about with okay i can't say much the exchange between him and the street profits and was very much showed this uh, street profits characteristic even more i love hearing the street profits talk i love hearing them talk now the match against apollo cruz and dirty dogs loved it my only problem is I feel like it was storyline wise it won't lead to more. That's my only problem. Otherwise, I loved it. It was a good match. It was great. Also, Serranin's promo on the mic. Also loved it. Like everything loved it. The hype, the way he was talking, still which I found out more whether he was babyface or heel from, from the act. I'm hearing some babyface but I haven't seen enough on-screen evidence, at least personally to me. I mean the fact that he was attacked on the Uso after SmackDown went up last week, last week doesn't prove much although yeah they say he acted like a babyface but I still say I need more. Anyway, the exchange between him and Big E, I like it also. Just that Big E is still very much Big E. Personally, I don't think he needs to change that. The time Paul Heyman said that he feels Big E needs to disassociate himself with the New Day. Personally, I don't think he needs that. Big E is still. I can't imagine Big E not being New Day ish. It suits him well. I don't want that to change. At least for now. Even if he will turn heel, he can still be new dayish. That's why I'm saying that like that's the word now. Anyway, the exchange loved it. Also very good. Their match it was pretty okay. It was an okay level. An okay level match. But they each held their own. It was good. Now I'm not mad at Lawrence's lost cause. Of course, he need to further that. Uh, He's going up against Roman Reigns. He can't afford to lose a match until future knows. And once again, I'm happy that the door will be open for Benidorm. I'm glad Mickey James is in the Women's Royal Rumble. Super Brutality's um, breakup felt weird. I guess it was kind of. Honestly, I won't say it's predictable. I guess, honestly, I was expecting 
Rhea Ripley to beat the hell out of Nikki Ash at some point in time. Like, I thought they were going to have a match this week. Who's again? And then Rip, and then Rhea Ripley being like, I've had enough. And then Riptide and Nikki Ash. And then Nikki Ash. At the point in time, as their dialogue kept going on and on and on and on. I could see that it was Nikki Ash that was going to throw the first punch. I guess Nikki is a heel now, and they're going to have problems against each other. Which I can see we are Ripley winning. Assuming they have ten matches, I know they won't, but assuming they do have ten, Rhea is going to win eight of them, definitely. At least. So Nikki Ash, be almost a superhero. The inspiration for kids is going to be here. That feels weird. I know. This makes a lot of sense to me. But I'm not going to argue. Anyway, I wasn't feeling breakup too much. But it felt like it needed to happen. I guess. Because WWE didn't know what else to do with them as a team. Okay, wait, as far as Raw is concerned, what other women team is there minus the women tag team champions Camilla and King Selena and Queen Selena? Really, what are they planning to do here? Are you going to pair up even more random women? That's honestly what it looks like you're going to do. Anyway. I'm not even anyway. It happened. Now, between four seven segments. Nah, I wasn't really feeling it. I was starting to feel a bit repetitive. But then interaction between Reggie and Omos makes me kinda of look forward to what's gonna happen next week. Omos is going to kill Reggie. There is no two ways about it. But I feel like, but I just hope he goes beyond next week. Does it just end there? Like, looking at the squash match, I was afraid at first that they were going to do the normal job of almost is a big ass monster heel. So, like, they're going to do the usual next couple of weeks, maybe months. He's going to squash enhancement talent. Because you get squashed and uh, you get squashed and you get squashed and everybody gets squashed. Oprah. <laughs> um, but like, it looks like they're going to put him in a storyline with Reggie now, so. Let's see. Maybe it'll be good, maybe it won't. Maybe we'll vote to him for seven championship. But Omar shouldn't be put there. No, he should not be put there. Who is going to pin him? I don't even think the schoolboy pin will work on him. And that's the earliest move in all of pro wrestling. <laughs> anyway, AJ and um, Beth Phoenix interaction with Miz and Maurice. Pretty okay. I won't call it awesome. I won't call it gold. It was pretty okay. I liked it. It was pretty good. Looks like they are going to go deeper with this. I feel like it might like, go beyond your rumble. It might last longer than your rumble. Like a couple more weeks after that. I really want to know: Is Maurice really afraid, or is this all part of a plan? Miz might come out alone now at your rumble premium live event. <laughs> View. Anyway, let's see. It's Austin vs AJ Styles. Was crap. Match was pretty okay at the beginning, but like of all points, it was crap. D. Personally, I'm not fond of the whole East Austin, um, Austin Theory selfie thing. I'm not fond of that selfie thing. And like, yeah, the fact that they didn't actually just announce AJ Styles the winner. I didn't like that. I really didn't like that. 
although I get the points, but come on, at least announce him the winner. I don't know if it's going to boost the ratings of NXT, but let's see. Grayson Waller, he looks like he has potential. That's what I'll say. If Marion's promo, pretty average, I don't know. Now, the whole Alexa Bliss is getting ter- therapy team. Nah, okay. I don't call it terrible, but I didn't really do much. I won't say I found it entertaining. Personally, I prefer happy talk. A delicious promo? Okay. Pretty okay, like, yeah, pretty okay. The Triple Threat match for to become number one contender for the Raw Women's Champion? Ship? That was a great match. Good match, yeah. Check it out. I guess they wanted to establish Dutrop as a credible tech threat, which is why the manhandle stand that Becky wanted to try her didn't work. Bianca Belair might be the only woman on Raw that can lift Dutrop. Okay, maybe her and Dana Brooke. No, oh, I forgot about Dana Brooke and Tamina. Okay, there are few people on WWE that can lift Dana Dutrop. Becky Lynch is not one of them. Anyway, overall, I'll give Raw a B plus. A good ass B plus. They did pretty well. It was a great show. They well this week. I hope this continues in next week. Well, that's been all I can say about uh this week's raw my name is master ben this has been wrestling now reviews now thank you for listening god bless and please have a nice day